Welcome to the Random Tea Gotham Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we are talking about Season 1, Episode 17, Red Hood. We're back to those titles. Yeah. The, the small, kind of concise ones. Well, there was Scarecrow. Yeah. Red Hood. Yeah. Selena Kyle. For a while there, they were, like, doing sentences. <laughs> that was just weird. I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that. I like, I like the, sh- the short and sweet. Uh, so, Red Hood. Yeah. This was directed by Nathan Hope. Um, that's a confusing name. He's done some stuff, but I thought it was interesting. It was written by Danny Cannon, who was the director for the pilot. And he has done a ton of TV directing and he does a lot of pilot work. You know how they'll usually bring in somebody really good for the pilot? Yeah. And uh, he's one of those guys. He's the pilot guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is, this is not a pilot. Yeah. And he doesn't, he hasn't done much writing. So I thought it was interesting that he wrote this. Okay. It's branching did, out. I think he did a good job. Yeah. Uh, this, one, well, this one was entertaining for it, me. It was, a, it was a good episode. It was not deep. I don't think it really moved the story a whole lot. It really didn't. It was a, like a fillerish, Yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. Which, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. It was a kind of a fun episode. And uh, all those Batman aficionados out there will all know that who the Red Hood is. Yes. That's the introduction of the character that turned out to be the Joker. Yeah, that's his first, who, like, alias, right? Right. Who we all basically met last episode. Right. It was him. Yeah. I'm, Just, it was I him. I think so, too. It was him. So I thought it was really interesting that this episode came in right after, even though this is not a Joker episode. No, it's not at all. They, they totally mean, we, twisted it. We don't know what happened to the Jerome kid. We don't know where he went. No. He had to go somewhere. We don't even know whether he's a minor or not. Yeah. That wasn't made clear. Yeah. So. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, I, I like this one. I thought it was Maybe good. Maybe he went upstate. This was this was fun. It, it felt, was a fun it episode. It felt a bit fluffier as it far did. as content-wise. It did. So. Uh, so we start out, and it's bank robbery time. It reminds me of the opening of the Dark Knight Rise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dark Knight, um, the middle one. Yeah. The, Not the Rises. The Dark Knight. Okay. Yeah. I have I wrote down the Dark Knight Rises, but that's the third one. So yeah, I'm so confused. Uh, yeah, so it's this van full of thugs, and they pull up, and um, they they all get like their like pull up their scarves or whatever, and and they're all in black except for this one doofus, and it's so bright red it in is. contrast around him, and he pulls this red hood on that he's made it. All I can think, I see dead people. <laughs> And they're like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, oh, no, it's a suit. I made it. It's going to be awesome. And they're like, whatever. It's going to be great. And um, so the Red Hood guy kind of like, they, they go in and the the older guy is kind of the one that's going to give the big robbery speech. And the guy in the Red Hood just kind of tramps all over him. And he stands up on the counter and he basically monologues. Yeah, he gets a lot of courage, apparently, from this uh, this Red Hood. I noticed there's a symbol on the door of the bank and I had to go back and look at it. You notice it's a, it's a Celtic Trinity symbol? For protection. I'm like, it's a bank. Yeah. But a, that also shows very prominently bank. behind him when the guard tries to shoot him and he, and he misses. It's a bank. I think it was... Because it was the protection Whatever. Symbol. Yeah. Um, I just thought uh, IMDb told me that. It's pretty random. Yeah. Yeah, but it's pretty random in it this is. world. That Batman true. world doesn't use those types of symbols. No. I'm surprised Whatever. it wasn't like a fucking bat. Whatever. <laughs> to remind, be like, hey, Batman's coming. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he monologues while the others take the money. and um, They're counting down. Yeah, they are counting down. And um, a guard gets his gun out. 
and he ends up shooting at the Red Hood guy, um, and he misses him completely. Mm-hmm. And the guy in the hood like cackles maniacally when he sees that he's completely unhurt. And um, so they they go out of the bank and they they can see the cops coming. And it's a really long ninety seconds, by the way. Yeah, it is. Especially between forty and thirty. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really long ten seconds. Um, and so uh, the guy in the red hood gets gets an idea. He stands up on top of the car and he starts throwing money out to all these, which I thought there were a lot of people out on the street for the middle of the day, but whatever. Well, and they've already started taking their masks off when they first go outside. And I'm yeah. like, you people are fucking idiots. Yeah, they're really stupid. And um, But the Gotham citizens go ape shit over, you know, free money. And they cause a traffic jam and it stops the cops from following them. Well, it's really reminiscent of the, uh, the Joker's behavior back in the 1989's Batman movie. Yeah. when the, During the, the parade scene. Yeah. And he throws the, the he throws cash in the air. Yeah. It really looks, reminds me of that. Yeah, it could very well be a nod to nod. that. Or just Which, because there's lots of nods going on. Oh, yeah. When they're not banging you over the head with it. So, uh, later Jim is at the scene and he's investigating, which I, I was like, oh, Jim's on Jim's the scene. Jim's on the scene. Whoa. Finally. Um, and so, Harvey is not amused by the whole mask thing. He says, another freak in a mask. And I wanted to be like, oh, honey, if, if only. you only knew what was coming, if only. there's going to be so many freaks and so many masks. Um, and so they, they're watching the security footage and this uh, they're talking to the manager and the bank teller. And she's like, he was nice. He was like Robin Hood. Which Robin Hood actually was part of the inspiration for Robin. See last episode. Really? Yeah. Okay. A bit. All right. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Um, That's what I'm told. So they're looking at the footage and they see that the gang knew what the response time was for the cops. Yep. And they confirm that that they were counting down the whole time they were there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the guy that pushed the the security button Mm -hmm. was like the bank manager or something. And um, which I thought it was interesting that they just assume he's going to trip it. They don't try to kill him and stop him from tripping it. They just decide right. to wor- work within the parameters they have. Exactly. I thought that was interesting. Um, and so they find out that a week ago, the alarm was tripped as a test. There was like some kind of a smoke bomb. They thought it was just a prank. It was just a prank. Some kids. Um, which is like the manager wasn't even well, them. Yeah, I thought it was really smart of them too. Like, but the manager wasn't even going to mention it. And she's because he's. They said, "Has the alarm been tripped recently?" He's like, "No, no." And she's like, "Um, actually, oh, it has wait, been." But mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we go to Wayne Manor, and it's storming, and it's storming because it's apparently always storming at Wayne Manor. Yep, it is now anyway. And um. Selena's not there anymore. No, she's not there anymore. And Alfred answers uh, someone banging on the door. He has a gun with him. And it's his old friend, Reggie. Reggie, who's played by David O'Hara. Yeah, who's been in all kinds of stuff. He was in Braveheart. Yep. He was in Wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. And he was in Deathly, Deathly Hallows Part 1. Yes, he was one of the Death Eaters. He played. Uh, oh no no no! Ron, he played a uh, uh, Ron Ronco Ron Runcorn Run Rocorn. One of the ones that Harry impersonates. Yes. When he takes the yes. polyjuice, yeah. Okay. Yes, him. Yeah, he's been in all kinds of stuff. Um, and he says Runcorn. No, Runcorn. The dude. Yeah. Um. So he's basically a bum. He and is now. He says that he's looked Alfred up, hoping that he could help him. 
And um, he mentions that he's had problem with drinking. Well, his wife died. When his wife died, and he's he's fallen on hard times. And um, Bruce comes in, and they do like the introduction thing. And apparently, Bruce was in another part of the house. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. What? Uh, and Bruce invites him to stay for a few days. Reggie refers to Alfred as Alfie. It's his ex-boyfriend, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were old, quote-unquote, friends. Friends. Yeah. Well, don't they mention that he's an army buddy? Yeah. Around here or something? Which I think is crazy that the coincidence of having two Brits that were former army buddies in the same Well, city. Gotham is the only city in the world. That That's true. That's You've got a, that and you got Metropolis and that's, that's it. That's, that's, that's all there is. That's a very good point. That's an excellent There's nothing point. else. Um, it's a very small planet. <laughs> So uh, we move on to Fish, and we see her being taken upstairs, and it's some kind of a clinic. And it's huge. Yeah, and she's brought to the manager's office. And I thought this was interesting because we see people in various stages of being healed and or... Not so healed? Not so healed. Yeah, it's it's very wide. I, like, at first you're not sure if they're cells or if it's a hospital, but yeah. the cage doors do kind of clue you in. There's, like, somebody sitting in a bathtub. Bathtub of ice. They've harvested an organ. Yeah, that's like a kidney nightmare yeah. thing. That's, I was like, urban legend. That's where it comes from. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so we don't get much of that, and already I want more, because this, this That's is... the interesting storyline that's going on. It the is. other one's just cute. Um, and so Jim is at the, uh, you know, at the GCPD. He's watching the um, smoke bomb footage. He steals Bullock's glasses. He does. Because uh, they get a shot of the guy that, that, that triggered the smoke bomb. Yep. And Jim takes Harvey's glasses to get a better look at this guy's work shirt. <laughs> he's like, look, do you see that? And, and he's like, I like, can't no. because you took my glasses. It was very cute. It was a very cute scene. And uh, so now they know where this where this guy works. He's an idiot. Because he's an idiot and wears a work shirt to case the joint. Of course. I do. Which, first of all, if you're going to do that, knowing that there are cameras, you I know you can't wear a mask, obviously, because then they're going to think you're robbing the bank. But you can at least try to disguise your appearance a little bit. Oh, I know. Wear a fake mustache. Just something. <laughs> a hat. A sunglasses. Ha- yeah. I, just it's, whatever. Please- at least get an A for effort. Yeah, it is just like doo doo. Come on. Uh, so yeah, so we go to the gang, and they're in the garage that that this guy works at. They're Apparently, they all work there. Such freaking idiots. And uh, only I'm gonna call him Red because I don't know his name yet. Uh, only Red seems amused by the Red Hood gang moniker that that they see in the paper. Yep. And he thinks that the hood is good luck. And he's like, oh, it saved me from the bullets. Yada, da, da, da. And he's, and it, right as he's saying, I think whoever has the red hood should be the leader. The he older guy shoots, shoots him, him and well, takes the hood. The thing is, the identity of the red hood comes with a lot of baggage, mm-hmm. from, from what I understand. Um, and the most significant version is the one we see here. Okay. The Red Hood Gang is a group of criminals who commit their crimes while taking direction from a central figure in a red hood in the comics. This figure, who seems to be the leader, is in fact the low man on the totem pole. Oh. Uh, often a complete outsider. The idea is to throw the cops off by making them believe the most expendable one is the one, uh, the most expendable one is actually the most important. Okay. For all intents and purposes, the Red Hood is a target. Oh. So we kind of see that played out. That's interesting. In this. So yeah, we got a 
the storyline in and of itself is actually somewhat canon this time. Okay. Sort Which, of. That's kind of neat. A little bit. Um, so we go back to Fish, and she meets the manager, and he is not pleased with her. He is played by Jeffrey Combs. Who I remember from The Frighteners. Oh, okay. Have you, se- have you seen The Frighteners? That seems right no, up your alley. No, We'll need to watch it. It's really good. I, I only have it's so a, much time Peter in Jackson. Life. Oh. Directed oh, it. Oh, sold. Yep. Sold. It was really good. Sold. Uh, well, I looked him up, and he was the voice of Kite Man in Batman the Brave and the Bold. Okay. Lots of people were in Batman the Brave and the Bold. In, I know. And Bat- the Batman, the TV series, the Batman, he uh-huh. played Officer Number One. Oh, well, there you go. In video game, uh, Batman and the Rise of Sinzu, he did the voice of the Scarecrow. Oh, okay. And he was also Scarecrow in the new Batman Adventures. Dang. Lots of Batman, 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 Batman. Okay. With this guy. He was in a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. But I just picked all the bat, pulled all the Batmans out because that's all freaking interesting. Yeah. All right. They've had a lot of actors coming on this show that have done has voice Batman, work. Yeah. Batman backgrounds. Yeah. That was hard for me to say. You, you said it properly, though. Thank you. It was tough. Uh, so that's the office manager. Yep. And uh, so she only, she he says he works for the doctor. And uh, she wants to speak to the doctor. And she asks his name, and his name is Dr. Dulmacher. Dulmacher. Which, which, what, what does that sound like? Dollmaker. <gasps> Dollmaker. Who was a key part of the story early in the season. Which, okay, I have a bone to pick with that. Okay. Because back in episode two, okay. Doug and Patty were taking street kids yep. for the dollmaker. Yep. Now we see that it's he's harvesting people. There are no children there. No ch- Thank you. There are no fucking children there. And what kills me is, like, presumably, like, we know Jim stopped them from getting a lot of the kids out. They had a whole busload of kids, and Jim and Harvey stopped them. But there were kids missing before that. Exactly. There were kids missing for weeks up until then. Yeah, because the, the uh, what was his name? The Mackie. Yeah, the, Ma- the kid Mackie. Been go- yeah. Nobody cares about us. It's been going on for weeks. So, but, I mean, this being Dr. Dullmacher, which sounds Dollmaker. very German. It's got to we all know he's the dollmaker. Yeah. It, so. it has to be the same. Yeah, yeah, but there's no connection. There's and no, and there's yeah, no kids. I can see why that bothers you. Yeah. And uh, so Fish says she won't let anyone leave the basement until she talks to the doctor herself. Yep. And um, he then he, he immediately like tries to backpedal because he's like, oh, I think we got off on the wrong foot. Um, and he, he's like, listen, I'm going to offer you a shower, some fresh clothes, and then we can talk again. Once you feel better. Once you feel better. Right. Which I know, man, I would feel gross. Oh, I know. <laughs> I can't go a day without being like, I feel gross. Well, and you notice that um, Fish has got her hair wrapped up. Yes. In uh, in the last last episode, I think it was it was the red mm-hmm. thing. And I don't want to call it a towel wrap. Um, and they when they take her off and she's cleaned up, she comes back, she's got a different one on. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a very interesting point. Yeah. With her, uh, about her character. Because there was an episode in where she talks about her hair frizzing and she straightens. She straightens her wig. wig. Yeah. Yeah. So it's obvious that it's, I mean, we're told flat out it's a wig. Yeah. And so, but I'm just glad that they, they, that was a little detail that they. I'm guessing she couldn't keep it nice. And so she just decided to wrap her head. But, but 
we were complaining about how after the fight with the pirates, she had no marks on her or anything, yeah. and she was so clean. But they're finally showing this one little detail. Yeah. It's minor. At least it's something, though. I did notice it, though. Yes. Because well, her hair is very distinctive. Yeah, black with the red yeah. fringe. Yeah. Uh, whatever it's called. Tips, whatever. Something. So, yeah. And already this is, like, the most interesting thing to me. Uh, but we move on. We go to Penguin Penguin's Club. And, good God, it gets worse every time you see it. They're trying to... and Well, they got a comedian. Yeah, another bad comedian. Like, and I'm they, like, why are you teasing the Joker? We already have the Joker. Are they really trying to fool us at this point? Because it's just not working. Well, and... Like I mentioned last episode, there I've seen people online say, well, that's not the Joker. That's a Joker. And I'm like... No, it's the a Joker. Okay. It's if, a the Joker. If if Jerome was not meant to be the Joker, then they did a shitty job with it. Yeah, because and if they're going to cut him loose and not let him be the Joker, it's a mistake. Exactly. So I, I'm just like, whatever. So I don't know why we're still getting teases. God. It's like getting a Catwoman tease when you're like, she's <laughs> over here. They call me Cat. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some milk. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Not only is the is the club horrible, now they're all out of booze, which just makes it worse. <laughs> well, he's like, "There's all that right behind you." It's colored water. Yeah, he's like, "It's always that's always been for show." Um, and so it makes sense, though. It does. And Butch fills him in on the situation. And the sitting, sitting from the, I love the way the scene is filmed because Butch is sitting there at the at the end of the bar the whole time, and he's telling the story. Yeah, yeah. But Maroney owns the booze, you see. Yeah. <sighs> and because that's what he said, he says Maroney controls the alcohol, and uh, and always has. And Penguin's like, but he sold to fish, and he's like, yeah, but he fucking hates you. He doesn't like you at all. Yeah. So with fish, it was business. Yeah, exactly. This is personal. And so they've said repeatedly, like this thing with Maroni and Penguin is not about money. It's not about no. Any, it's definitely personal. Absolutely, one hundred percent personal. So even though things are semi okay with Falcone, Falcone and Maroni, mm-hmm. Penguin, yeah, he's still no. got, he still got it out for you. Yeah, and Penguin doesn't understand why Butch would help him. Yeah. And Butch goes on to explain that he was with Fish when they took over the place like nine years ago or mm-hmm. something. And it was a rundown. It was for, they used it for cockfighting. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, and he's, he's like, I got a lot of, I got a lot invested in this he's, place. Yeah. He's emotionally invested in this point, yeah. place. So. And my thing with Butch is. Well, I think. Last, he, last episode, he looked like he had got, gotten a lobotomy. Yeah. I was almost like, did did you get the electrocutioner in here to shock him? I think maybe. Um, and now he's like, he's more personable, but Zaz isn't there. That's true. His tormentor is not he's, around. He's more, and he's back in his ter- in his his safe place. That's true. That's true. Being he's, the club, because he's more himself. Because I was worried after watching the previous episode, going, okay, is Butch just this mindless like? I would know that would be so bad. So I'm glad. I'm glad. That yeah, they didn't go that direction. Thank goodness. Yeah, because that's what I was worried. So we go to uh, Jim and Harvey, and they're they're searching the garage. It's just the freaking two of them again. I swear to God. Yep. There could potentially be a gang of armed bank robbers, and they're like, "Nope, we're good." And all Bullock wants to talk about is Jim sex. Tell me all the dirty details. Yes. I'm like Bullock, Bullock, yes. honey. He's like, "Come on, come on." That's because Harvey didn't get any. 
so he he wants that's because uh, jim's giving it up to somebody else exactly poor poor harvey harvey's gonna be like i'm gonna call the duchess back She'll, she'll come play with me because, you know, I pay her. Uh, mm-hmm. So they find uh, Floyd, who is who is the guy that was the first Red Hood. Uh, they find Floyd's body in the fridge of the garage. <laughs> Bullock just grabs a soda. He does. And he's like, well, I better drink it because uh, if I don't, forensics If I don't, the will. forensics will. Yep. <laughs> Damn it, Ed. It's, <sighs> I've missed Harvey. I know. I have missed Harvey. And there's a zinger that we haven't heard anything good from him in so freaking long. I know. And it, I felt it. Because they've spent so much time bringing Leslie in to Jim's cases. Right. That we've had a deficit of bullets. And I missed him. Yeah, I did too. So I was, I was I mean, why can't have you have back. both? Yeah. <sighs> so um, we go to the gang and they're hitting, they hit another bank. With the older guy. With the red hood, yeah. Being the red hood. He can't get on the table. He can't get on the table. Oh, God. He needs help. Yeah. Um, and so the crowd, though, starts asking for money. So, uh, you gonna share? And he's like, yeah, whatever. And so he throws money up and, and then they leave. It's a great ploy, though. It is. And Harvey, in the next scene, is upset because these guys are really popular. And he he's like, man, people are gonna start loitering in banks just hoping these guys are yes. going are gonna to hit it yes when the crooks are more popular than the cops it's anarchy yeah and he's like this they're going to be really hard to catch now because they're so popular yeah he's right um but a witness does come in that saw uh red hood's face i told you taking off those hoods before well, stupid before time ta- before they're hidden because he saw him uh he had his hood off when he was driving yeah he took it off to drive and I'm like, you're an idiot. People are stupid. Um, and so Jim wants him to look through all the mug sh- mugshots they've had out. Well, they have this the scene where where Jim and Bullock turn their back to the guy, oh, and they have so a little sideways. We could sideways. do this. We could do this. I loved it. It was great. And so they end up they're going to do a lineup. Yep. And um, and seeing the two of them work together again. Yes. It's finally. I know. Because you do miss that. It took us a lot to get there with that relationship. It did. There was a lot of hard work yeah. on both sides. And so I, I want to see that. I know. And, um, I'm invested in that relationship. Seriously. And uh, so we move on and Bruce comes in from a run. In sweats. In sweats. He's finally not wearing a fucking suit. He does own other clothes. <laughs> he just has the two <laughs> outfits. It's a suit and then the sweats and that's it. He doesn't even have swimming uh, swimming trunks, which we found in a couple of couple episodes ago i know he just he's like i'll just swim in my suit sure why not doesn't everybody (laughs) of course um and so he runs into reggie and reggie sees him putting on his boxing gloves or attempts to put on his box he fails miserably he he's like oh you know who's been training you and he's like alfred's training me and so they kind of they spar is that what that's called yeah okay and it kind of devolves into Reggie goading Bruce into hitting him repeatedly. Yeah, it, it devolves into just flat, flat out like, fighting. Like, and he's like, no, come on, come on. When somebody gives you a free hit, you put put your weight behind it. And finally... He's, uh, he's teaching him for real. Yeah, um, he is. And um, he's telling him that, you know, because at one point Bruce is like, you're so much bigger than me. And he's like, use that. Yep. Use anything. Hit my kneecaps. Use, go and use the things that are around you. Yeah, which Batman does. It's basically later. fighting, fighting to win, not not fighting with any noble intent in mind. Right. 
Um, and so Alfred doesn't like it, and, and he kind of puts a stop to it. Well, and it almost feels like Reggie wants to get the crap beat out of him. Yeah, I kind of got that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who does that? Reggie. Who really wants somebody like, yeah, yeah, do it. So self-loathing all around, I got the feel Absolutely. of Absolutely. And um, so Alfred doesn't like it, and then Bruce doesn't like that Alfred doesn't like it. Well, Alfred wants wants him to, it doesn't fit in with our curriculum, yep. discipline and control, and yep. that's what Alfred wants to teach him. And that does end up being Batman's signature fighting method. Yeah. It's all about the control and discipline. He's yeah. Batman is always very, very tight. And he's in control of his environment. Absolutely. At any given time. And that's what works for him. And it, Batman wins. Yeah. So, and he never tries to lose his cool. But right now, Bruce is really pissed off with Alfred. Cause he, because I think right now what Bruce wants is the effective, yeah. not control. He just wants to be the, the guy that can beat up. Right. I think he, he's he looking the for the, he's looking for the release of yeah. the, the win, the yeah. victory, not the control. And, and so Bruce kind of storms off because he's like, no, I don't want you to start me a shower. And I'm like, nobody starts my shower. <laughs> no. He can, I he want can, a butler. He can start my shower. Can I have a butler? Yes. Um, I'll appreciate we'll you, Alfred. I'll hug you. Um, we can share a butler. Okay, we can share yeah. a butler. Um, and so Bruce leaves and Alfred tells Reggie that he's like, listen, have you ever raised a kid? Because it's fucking hard. <laughs> this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Fuck yeah, it is. And then he says, let's keep our past where it belongs in the past. There's a story there. I know. And I want it. I know. Yeah. If we weren't convinced they were exes before, yep. I am now. Yep. Because they do the close talking thing. Mm-hmm. They do the, I'm going to stand I've, really close I've to I've seen you. Jim and Bullock do yeah. this. We know this stance. Yeah, they're really close talking. Um, and so we go back to Oswald. Penguin is going to hit Maroney. And I don't mean like physically hit, but hit. He's going to hit one of his warehouses. Right. And this can't I'm like, well. you're an idiot. Because it's like, because Falcone has made it very clear. He just wants peace. He That's wants, all Falcone wants. Because they, the, Falcone and Maroney are coexisting. Maroni has the docks. Falcone has, you know, certain areas, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right, ever. Um, and Maroni is number two. And Falcone's fine with that. So let's keep the status quo. Right. So, but no, Oswald's going to be a dumb shit. And he's decided that he's he's got some thugs and they're parked outside the liquor warehouse. But before they can storm in with their guns blazing, mm-hmm. some cops come. And uh, they but, say they're going to confiscate the entire warehouse. No, we know who owns the cops. Yeah. Falcone. Falcone. Has owned the co- owns well, GCPD. Well, Mar- Maroney uh, has the ones by the dock, at least. Because remember. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Damn it. So, uh, <laughs> Butch, like. No consistency. Sh- Butch shows up. Butch. And uh, at first, like, he freaks Penguin out. Like, Butch just <laughs> freaks Penguin out in general. I bet he loved it, too. And so Butch, like, pops in, and he's like, hey. <laughs> and uh, he's like, no, the cops. Butch Gilzine. <laughs> My name is Butch Gilzine. And uh, he's like, the cops were his idea. They're with me. And he keeps a few uniforms in the closet. And it makes sense. He said it, it's, a, it's a lot easier to ha- send them in than to go in guns blazing. But, but he keeps cop uniforms in his closet. Oh, I, no, I thought he Butch. said, I, I thought he said I keep some cops in my pocket. I thought he said he keeps a few uniforms in his closet. Oh. I don't know. Wow. Either he's paid some cops off or he's playing play acting. Either 
Wow. Boy, do I miss closed captioning. Yeah. But I'll have to go back and check oh, for you. Man. But bitch is... Bitch. bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm drinking soda, so I don't know. <laughs> Butch. I got excited. Yeah. Butch shows up. Um, he shows Penguin, shows him up. He does. And he's got this, like, gleeful smile on his face. And it's the most Butch he's seemed since he's come back. It is. Ping- but it pisses off Penguin so much. <laughs> but at the same time, he's helping Penguin. Yeah, exactly. So he can't really be too mad at him. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah. That's pretty- it, was, it was a great scene. I liked it. Yeah. Um. So then we go to uh, Selena. And her milk. And her milk. at they're, they're still at Barb's. Her and Ivy are still at Barb's house. And yeah. uh, Barb's going to let them stay. She's like, I like having you I here. I like having you here. And you notice Barb's got a damn drink in her hand. Mm-hmm. And it's like the fucking daytime. Well, and Selena sees it. Yeah. And Selena's oh, yeah. kind of like, ugh. Yeah. Because we don't know what Selena's been through. No. And I'm sure she hasn't had great experiences with adults with that like alcohol well, a little too much. An adult who's drinking alcohol first thing in the morning is a red flag regardless. <sighs> yeah. So... Well, she, and Barb calls Selena's clothes ratty. Mm-hmm. They don't look that ratty look to that ratty. me. They look like nice street kid clothes. I've, I've thought several times yeah. that her clothes are kind of impressive for a kid that lives on yeah. the street. Oh, yeah. I mean, they don't look fancy, but they look well, well they're not. They're not torn up. There's yeah. no holes or patches or yeah. they're not filthy. There's no stains. No, whereas in contrast, Ivy's Ivy always looks yeah her although her, her hair looks like it's been brushed yeah it does at she least. looks a little better cared for but she's got that big old snag she's in her still sweater in that sweater yeah um so Barb kind of wants to make Selena over he wants she wants to play dress up she does and so she gets all these old clothes out and she's like take whatever you whatever you uh whatever can fit you and that she's still conspicuously drinking now it's a glass of wine well and. It's one of those gigantic glasses. Yeah. So it's mm, kind of like that one right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? Um, but the first thing Ivy picks up is... Is green. Is green, and it has this it leaf print on it. Yep. I noticed like, that, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... Is that supposed to be poison ivy? Because I can't, I can't tell. I'm not sure. Okay. They're, they're being a little dodgy about it. I don't know. Um, but Could yeah. Be. So Barb takes Selena off to the side, and she stands with her in front of a mirror... And she's like, your appearance can be a weapon. Yada da da da. Yeah. And, and Ivy's listening in on this. Yeah. But also, I was really proud of Selena because she's like 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no. And she's like, what good has it done you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, Selena's pretty fucking perceptive. Isn't she? So, yeah. I just thought that was interesting. And I'm like, Barb, what is your game here? I, know. I gotta know what Barb's motivation is in this. It's probably just because I don't nobody know. will be her friend. Passing on the crazy. Yeah, because she's she's horrible and she doesn't have any friends. She's so, alone yeah. because she's an idiot. So. Whatever. Uh, so we go back and uh, the guy that's been the Red Hood, he's been pulled into a lineup. Mm-hmm. And the witness spots the guy immediately. For time's sake, I suppose. Yeah. And um, Jim, this guy's name is Destro. Uh, and, and is that a is that a thing? I didn't pick up on okay. it. Okay. Uh, and Jim wants to let him go and to tail him to find the other members of the gang. Well, Jim and Bullock are on the same weave, weave wavelength. Link, wavelength. Yeah. It's so nice to see them working again. I know. I was really happy about this because I thought this is a little outside of the box for we 
where we saw Jim in the first episode. He Have we even seen Leslie this episode? Not yet. Okay. Um, and Just so asking. we go back to Fish. She's all cleaned up. Yep. She visits the manager and I, like it looked like spa clothes to me. <laughs> like everything's white. Well, it's like clean. a hospital uniform kind of thing. Yeah. And um, so he says that they use the body parts for clients and also the doctor's personal experiments. Mm. So it sounds it's it's getting a little more sinister than just mm-hmm. I cater to wealthy people who can pay to get what they need. Right. Um, and so he then he threatens to take her eyes. <gasps> mm-hmm. And you know what happens. I know exactly what happens. I've seen the episode. This. Oh, when it first happened, I was like. The first time we were watching this, I think we were both too shocked to say anything. We were like, holy shit, that just happened. Did she, not see that coming. And and she makes a good point because she's been consistent with supply and demand. Uh-huh. Um, and so she's like, she grabs a spoon and gouges out her own eye. And then squishes it. And then it. proceeds to smush oh! it under her under her uh, shoe. And then promptly passes out. Yes. But, but it's it's so he can't oh have it. Oh my god. Yeah. The, the, the I stones it takes to do something like that. Never saw that coming. I didn't either. It I, was shocking. I, and that this show has never shocked me. Yeah. I was just whoa i i think we went back and because i think that was a commercial break i think, I think yeah. we both went back and rewound that when we were watching it live mm-hmm. we were like the fuck just happened fuck. <laughs> i gotta say that again uh yeah i i really do it's such a strong storyline and she's ah you oh know, you yeah can... she's screaming the whole time and it's oh i mean they don't show it show it but yeah it was really well you done. see her empty socket at the end of it yes oh and I really like this storyline. I'm just still bothered by the transition we got to get here. It was so not organic. Yeah. But I'm really enjoying the storyline. Yeah, I am too. This is the most interesting thing for me right mm-hmm. now in the, in, in the series. Because I think, and I think Jada is killing it. She really is. I mean, just just to watch her work as she's been a prisoner here has been mm-hmm. awesome. So we move back to Bruce. And he has picked a nice bottle of wine for Reggie and Alfred to enjoy. He's been, I guess it's a, I'm sorry, it's an apology kind of thing. Yeah. To the way he acted, or the, the situation, I don't know, from the, not necessarily the way he acted, Being but the what happened earlier. guys were, you know. We're fighting. And he's um, like, uh, one bottle won't hurt, right? It's a 1966, which is the same year that Adam West and Burt Ward started their crime-fighting days on TV. Oh, Just got to say. Okay. It's a 1966. Uh, so they drink it, and it, it looks was, like... But it, but it was his dad's favorite. It was, and mm. they drink it, and it looks like they drink a couple more. Well, he says it's the last of your father's stores, but there's two. Yeah. There's two bottles. Uh, what? Um, okay. And so they basically tell, they're telling Bruce stories about the other one. Well, they're telling war stories. They're telling war stories. And um, Reggie tells him of one mission that kind of went wonky. Um, they never lost a man and they always completed their missions. Except that one time. Yeah. And there was this desert stuff. And Alfred's like, okay, time for bed. He fought off 12 men before they could cut him to end. Bruce is yeah. like, what? Yeah. 
Because I don't think Bruce fully understands the extent of Alfred's no. badassery. I think Bruce learns more about Alfred in those few minutes than he's ever known in his life. Yeah, because he's always probably well, and, just been Alfred. Well, we don't know how long Alfred's been in his life. Mm-mm. No, we don't. I mm, wish we did. Um. So Alfred is like, okay, it's time for bed. Um. And Reggie's an ass about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he sends Bruce off to bed, and he basically is like, okay, well, tomorrow I have a have a lunch packed for you for when you leave. Yeah, you're leaving. Um, well, Reggie goes on about how Alfred is hiding who he is and blah, blah, yep. blah, and Bruce is, like, right around the corner. Yeah. Listening. Yeah. And um, they both feel guilty, like, in their own way about their military past. Is what I got there's from some it. there's a story in there. Because he says something about like it haunts him. He sees their faces every day. They come find him. Yeah. Something. It was yeah. a little confusing, but there are nightmares involved. There's a story that I really wish we had. Yeah, and I kinda thought we'd get it in this episode and we don't. We don't. Um, so we go back to Jim and Harvey and they're on a stakeout. Stakeout. They're, they're watching Destro go into uh, an apartment. And as soon as he gets in there, he's confronted by another member of the gang. He and needs the hood. He needs the hood because if his girlfriend can see him in the hood, then she won't leave him. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm not giving the hood up. He's like, yeah, you're going to give it to me. Yeah, no, I'm not. And then he shoots him. Yeah. And he takes the hood and runs away. I just want the pool table. Yeah. Okay. There you go. It could go right there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, Jim finds uh, Jim, Jim and Harvey come in and, and the guy's like, Oh, I'm shot. Please call an ambulance. Harvey's like, I'm not calling an ambulance until you tell me the name. And, Jim's over the and corner. Jim's like, I need an ambulance. And Harvey gives it's him a look classic. like, damn it. I've missed these guys together. But Bullet calls him partner. Right after that. Yes. So he can't be that miffed. Um, but Jim has found these loan rejection letters. Um, and Destro apparently wanted to open a pastry shop. Oh, that's all he wanted was baked goods. So well, you know how Bullock feels about baked goods. I do, and he references it later. I know. Um, and so basically, they're going after the banks that rejected him. And yeah. so there's a third letter in the pile, and so Jim... <gasps> this is the next one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Jim's like, this is the next target. Da, da, da. So we go back to the club, and Butch pours Penguin a drink. Mm-hmm. And he says he's done being a sidekick. Butch calls him son. Yeah. And they drink to fish. But Butch is but- shaking. Yeah, and Butch said she got what she deserved. And he's shaking when he says it. And you can tell, like, I got the impression that this is what he's been told to think. Yeah. This is something that Yeah, that that's Victor, the conditioning he got. She got what she deserved. Yeah. So, yeah. But, okay, so they're both saying they don't want to be a sidekick, but one of them's got to be. Yeah. They can't both be they the boss. They can't both be co-sidekicks. No. <laughs> they, they can't be co-bosses. Yeah. Well, I guess they could. I don't know. I don't see a uh, penguin being... No. But, like, it's like Falcone said in the last episode, Penguin knows he's never going to be the boss. I don't know that Penguin knows that, though. But I don't, I got that impression, too, because... I don't think Penguin knows that. I don't think Penguin knows no, that. No, I don't Penguin's think... Penguin's not acting like that. No one's like told that. him yet, yeah, so... Yeah, Penguin's not acting like he no, thinks that he's going to stop no, at a certain point. No. So... And he doesn't, because yeah. he's Penguin. So, we go back to Wayne Manor. Where it's and, storming. Yeah, where it's storming, Anne. And Alfred is woken up by Reggie. 
I don't know where Alfred sleeps that this woke I, him up because it's a gigantic fucking house. Don't know that Alfred was asleep, though. He's still wearing a button-down shirt. That's he's true. got his suspenders are hanging down, and he's still got That's his pants true. He on. He's still dressed, so. semi-dressed. But he looks so weird not in a waistcoat or something, and it's got the button. It's like the top few buttons are undone, like it, and I'm like, oh. Kind of liked it, though. I like that. He's naked. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... And he, he catches Reggie um, stealing from the manor. And Reggie's like, I'm in trouble. And Alfred's like, tell me what it is and we can help. He's like, no. And he's like, no. And so Alfred's like, you're just going to need to leave. And he's like, did you bring a gun? And he's like, no, I didn't bring a gun. I wanted him to be like, I can kick your ass without a gun. <laughs> and he should have. But then he uh, he knifes he Alfred. He stabs him. And that's the is second it, I didn't see it coming. Is it in the gut or in the chest or in like the upper gut? I want to say like upper gut. Okay. Um, so yeah, he knives. So you I don't really see, that, see it. I didn't see that coming either. Uh-uh. But I saw where no. Bruce tried to put pressure. Yeah, but that's a lung. Yeah. You bleed into true. a lung, you'll drown. That's true. So, so like below the rib cage. Yeah. Right there. But, oh. Oh, but yeah, no. I didn't see that coming That was either. a terrible, terrible scene. And it, it, man, it hurt. And, and so Bruce finds him, and he's frantically calling an ambulance. My friend. My friend. Has been stabbed. And Alfred is, he's conscious, and then he starts fading, and then he finally passes out. Mm-hmm. And um, at this point, did you think they're going to kill Alfred off? I was like, no, they can't. I, they can't. I was worried they were going. I'm like, I but you can't. You it. can't. Yeah, I was trying to logic there's it. I was like, nope, they can't do that. There's no way. Yeah. It um, would be show suicide without Alfred. Oh Sean Pert, come on! Yeah, they need Sean. They do. Um, it's like killing off Bullock. Yeah, exactly. You can't do that. Can't do Besides, that. Bullock's second build, so yeah, can't do that. Um, so we go back to the gang, and they pull up to the last bank the next morning uh, with the new Red Hood. There's only three of them now, um, but the cops are already there. That thing is cursed. Yeah, and so they have a shootout. And the guy gets shot when he tries to pull a gun out of his belt. Yeah, there was a big shootout thing, and it was all... Yeah. They're all dead. And at the end of it, Harvey just wants a Danish. I want a Danish. But, um... Can you blame him? But so Jim gets the call about Alfred, and he rushes off to the hospital. And I'm just like, oh, this, That baby. scene hurts my heart so bad. He walks in, and here we see David. David just does angst and sad mm-hmm. and just so well it hurts me yeah and i was so happy to see jim hug bruce yeah i was like would somebody please fucking hug well, him he was like he's all he's all i've got and i'm like but jim's right there yeah jim you have jim's dad jim. alfred's mom yeah right yeah so oh and it just yeah it was bad so then we go to wayne industries or wayne enterprises, enterprises. Keep call it. it's because of fucking stark industries <laughs> Wayne Enterprises. No, no, that's Marvel. And Reggie is reporting to the board. He was a mole. And he's taking photos of Bruce's crime board. Oh. He's uh, telling them that Bruce doesn't have any concrete evidence of anything, which we knew. Um, and so I got the impression that the robbery was merely either a way to lure Alfred in there or just as a cover-up for him being in the study and rifling through I stuff. Think it, I think... Because it sounds it like he, he was trying to take Alfred yeah. out of the picture. I, it sounds like it was, I think it was a cover for him to, for why he was in there. Yeah. That that one. Yeah. That so, um, <laughs> That's the one I pick. Yeah. So he says, he Alfred's incapacitated, and he says if he even if he doesn't die, he's going to be in the hospital at least a couple of weeks. And now's the time to strike if you want to get the kid. Right. 
and um, we see the woman well, from they, the Viper episode who says she's not on the board. No, but she, she isn't. At least she's she is now. She's involved in this group. She so is. So I don't know if it's another group in the boardroom or like if a it is the board. Like a subgroup thereof yeah. or something. Yeah. Could be. He looks like we have a boardroom at work, and it's not just reserved for the board. I mean, we have some schmancy meetings there that are not board meetings. Yeah, we use the my department uses the board. It's just the big room where people we just call it the boardroom. Yeah, because it's different from the ops meeting room. Yeah, we have two of them. So, so I don't I don't know that it is the board. That's the impression I think it's a board that we're given, but it's it's a group of people in the boardroom. Yeah, from the last episode. Yeah, um, and our very last shot is well. Let me. I want to point out real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pay him this this little Manila brown envelope. But it's so tiny. Yeah. I was like, boy, that's small to yeah. have killed your old army buddy. Yeah. Boy, that's and he looks like he really regrets what he's done. He does, but you know he's also Aww. in a suit, and so I think the bum thing was an act. Because at one could have been. And I wanted to ask you at one point. He's like, it was earlier in the episode. He says something like. Uh, after she died, I moved back to Gotham. Right. I'm like, uh... He was in Metropolis. Oh, there we go. There's I'm like, the why only, were you in Gotham? The only you, two towns. The damn Brit. You were in the British SAS. Metropolis is British. Oh, is that, is that <laughs> what it is? <laughs> I'm claiming it right now. Okay, okay. Superman actually has a British accent. You just don't know that. Oh, my God. You just made Tom Hiddleston somewhere very happy. Oh! <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I know. Just to make Tom Hiddleston happy. So our last our last shot of the uh, of the episode is this kid, teenager, whatever, is in the street, and he finds the red hood, takes it, and puts it on, and makes bang bang shooty shooty. Because evidence hands. is not important in Gotham. <laughs> it's not at all. We've we've seen that before, though. There's there's no fucking evidence. None. Collection. Nothing. Uh. So he yeah he does the gun hand at the cops, and you're like, oh, the red hood might be back. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, that does uh, lead into well, Joker. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe this kid's the Joker. Yeah, bullshit. Drums the Joker. <laughs> Fuck all of you. I don't even care. Screw you guys. Screw I'm you guys. Home. I'm going home. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> this was a. I don't know that I, there was a little bit of story development with Alfred. Mm-hmm. That bit. Uh, the secondary story with Fish. Yes. was moved along and that was really enjoyable the whole red hood bit was mm, it was fun it was nice to see jim and bullock back together at least thank goodness um but it was that seemed like the secondary story it did um but you needed we needed a gotham crime something i'm getting tired of the wayne enterprises subplot because we're not getting we're getting like movement on it in that bruce is doing stuff but we don't know anything else we don't yeah. know anything. We haven't found out anything really about Wayne Enterprises since like episode four or five. Right. That they were involved with the Arkham thing and they were involved with the uh, Wellzine thing. Right. Um, so I, that's getting really old for me. But we're not going to get away from it. We can't. He's Bruce Wayne. Well, but that's the thing though. As far as like there being this group within <laughs> the company that's being sinister and plotting stuff, are we going to get that resolved? <laughs> Because, and I know we've talked about it before, like, I'm I'm okay if they want to solve the murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne. Right. I'm okay if that gets solved and we move on. Right. 
yeah, kind of, I'm okay if this I'm, I'm Wayne not, Enterprises thing, unless it turns into a bigger conspiracy like Court of Owls or something, which would be okay. That would be sweet, but that would need to be or League of Essence progress. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, there hasn't been a whole lot of progress on that that yeah. point. The best we've gotten is the Alfred yeah. stabbing. And the fact that... The, we know they're out to get... They are out to get him. Yeah, but we don't know if it's the board or if it's a group within Wayne Enterprises that is sinister. Right. Who knows? Like Hydra. Yeah. Hail Hydra. <laughs> sorry, wrong show. That's Marvel. Uh, yeah. You, you've upset Phil Coulson. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But I yeah, apologize. So, so what was your favorite scene? God, I don't even know. Okay, you're <laughs> you're pulling a me. I'm okay. raising my hand. All right, what the fish eye thing? Yes, what I was thinking. That was fucking awesome. I was think that's I was sitting here thinking, yeah, but that was so gruesome. It's, yeah, but it was a great scene. And even going back and knowing what happened, I was still like, oh, oh god, yeah, yeah, that yeah. During my rewatch, I was like, oh god, I forgot. Oh, yeah, ooh. I saw the spoon and I was like, oh god, it's that scene. Yes, I thought. Oh, Wow. Oh, it was bad. That it was great. Me, that shows me that like fish fish is gonna get shit done. Yeah. Well she always has, apparently. Yeah. So. I just think I just think the way she chose to time her taking down a Falcone was what her downfall was. She well, was Penguin impatient. was her downfall. That's true. But I don't think she even had enough power to do it when she No. You know. I think Falcone was too strong for her just yet. But yeah, so that was that was just crazy awesome, and I'm I, I'm really impressed by Jada. Jada's yeah, she's done so well. Um, what about worst scene? There was no bad scenes. I thought the Barbara stuff with Selena was weird. I've totally blocked that out. <laughs> You're just like Barbara wasn't in this episode. I There's don't know no Barbara. Oh yeah, it seemed pretty pointless. Um, because I don't. I get that she kind of wants to be like a big sistery. But first of all, Barb should never be anybody's role model. <laughs> no. Ever. Second of all, like, it's it's almost like she's trying to take away Selena's childhood. Because yeah. she's trying to make her, like, use your looks as a weapon. Know. You're really pretty um, if you take all those, you know, ratty clothes off. Right. And it just feels very much like, I want to dress you up and sex you up. She wants to play dress up. Because Barb is very sexed up. Yeah, she really is. And all the clothes that she wears is very sexy. It's up. a contrast to what we see with yeah. uh, with Leslie. Yes. Although Leslie's just, she's just plain sexy. But, yeah. you know, I don't think Marina can be anything else. But it doesn't take so. her wearing, like, a low-cut whatever. No. And, and, like, the thing. It's not about that. The thing Barb was trying on the, the previous episode, it looked like a romper or something. And it's got these, like, short shorts. Was. and The fringe it, it, was just. Yeah. Okay, just, I know it's supposed to be timeless, but that screamed the 80s. Yeah. It was terrible. So, I, I don't know. I just... That okay, kinda, anything with Barb in it is really bad. That eked me out. I was like, what What do you want from Selena? You could... I mean, because she has lots of money. Conceivably, she could be worried about getting these girls healthy, getting... I mean, like, she could do some good. So, yeah, I just... I don't, I don't know what her motivation is with Selena and Ivy, and it just feels like... I don't know what Barb's existence is for. That's true. She's horrible. Speaking of Barb. Oh, yay. This is time a great. It's a great segue. Okay. Because um, usually we just, it devolves into us bitching about Barbara King. It always does. Every freaking episode. It does. Um, so, as of this air, uh, this episode taping, nobody has taken us up on the Barbara King challenge. Not one. And the Barbara King challenge is, if you can 
tell us why you don't think she's horrible. Reasonably. Yeah, like, show show your work. Um, <laughs> why you don't think she's horrible, because, I mean, if you think she's redeemable in any way, please tell us, because I just, I go off the assumption that everybody else thinks she's the trash can. How is she necessary to the plot of the show? We have no idea. What do we get from her? Why is she not horrible? No. Yeah. Um, and if you really want to uh, take the challenge incredibly seriously and take it on hard mode, you can, uh, we, we will give you the Penguin Special. Yep. If you can make a good case for why Barbara Keen is not terrible, in 140 characters or less, and you tweet it at us, um, and you can make a really good case for it, we will give you a sandwich and a sweater. Absolutely. International. And you don't have to, you don't have to kill anybody for nope, that. Not necessary. In fact, we discourage murder yes. um, completely. The Penguin Special. Yeah. Uh, and in order to qualify, you do need to tweet us at random tcasts. Yes. And if you want to uh, do the long version, you can feel free to email us at uh, randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. Or if possibly there's a meta you've got out there on Tumblr, you can tag us at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. Yes. And if you can't remember all of that, you can always find us at randomtpodcast.com. Yeah. And there's a link to our website in what it, whichever way you're listening to us. It's yeah. in their show notes. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our link to our sites on the in the show notes. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Pocket Casts. And if you would, if you're enjoying what you're hearing from us, um, we would love for you to leave us a review or a rating or a high five or a like or thumbs, a thumbs up. up or a whatever. You know, whatever sandwich. Yeah. You know. We'll take those two. We like food. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and while you're checking out the website, check out our other podcasts right now. Uh, we're currently we're doing uh, Sleepy Hollow. We've got the MCU movies uh, out there. We're also just doing some random movies. And if you've got any suggestions for that, let us know. And what do we got coming up? Uh, we are going to pick up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for Season 3 in September. And um, we're going to also pick up Agent Carter. We think season two is supposed to start airing in January. That's what we hear. Um, so we'll do season one sometime before season two and then pick season two up as well. Yep. Uh, I think that's all of them. Okay. You got anything else about this episode? Barbara Keen is terrible. Barbara Keen is awful. And yay, Bullock's back. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.